have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. If I don't get the first leg warrant, I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another big edition of the Two Units podcast. We're gearing up for Group 1's galore again this weekend. We've got the Spring Champion Stakes up there at Randwick in Sydney. We have two Group 1's in Melbourne, of course, including the Group 1 Caulfield Guineas. We're going to look at specs across five states this weekend, as well as all of our usual segments, including footies fodder, the Sultan's supper, pack your nags. And as always, we round out the show with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me as always is my great mate, the Sultan. Salts, uh, welcome along on this Thursday evening, mate. It's good to see you. Footy, nice to see you, mate. Outstanding intro. One take, nailed it. You've been all over the technology this week, haven't you? Yeah, well, I've... I've done a few things that haven't included Microsoft Word art, which has been fantastic. Yeah, so. yeah. I actually did a did a uni si- assignment using Word art, and I got like fifty five percent PC degrees, mate. They sure do. But, so uh, yeah, I, I'd actually called you during the week, Steve yeah. Jobs. So maybe you can be foot jobs like <laughs> you're. <laughs> That's Run the name I'm running foot with. Job. <laughs> That's the name I'm running with tonight on the uh, on the squadcast. That's my username. So I'm feeling pretty tech savvy and on top of my game, mate. All right, let's get uh, into the fodder, yeah. Yeah, mate. We we put out the fodder this week. Uh, we we wanted. We've started up our weekly quad dogs. We've been sending them out. We had a Mooney Valley one. We had a Flemington one. We're running second, third, and fourth. We had second, third, and fourth in that Mooney Valley one, and it was a good and it was a good payout. But we didn't win. <laughs> yeah, no. Someone, someone absolutely chirped us on Twitter too, and we're not about putting the top four horses in the market in. We're real aggressive quad dogs all mm. the way, aren't we? So yeah, uh, you know, we might hit one, but it'll make up for the fifty we we lose. Um, okay. Yeah, that's it. Hey, let's get straight into footies fodder, as we said, and we wanted to hear the greatest quad dog stories of all time. So win or lose. The winner gets a $100 booze bud voucher and honourable mentions copper two units, Jason Stubby Holder. Um, any, before we get into the honourable mentions, Salts, any good, bad, ugly quad dogs for you off the top of your head? Yeah, I've got one that is actually going to, for, for all three categories. So the good, I remember at Derby Day, it was about 2011, no, no, seven. Like I was just out of high school. Um, it was a, it was like a $10 quaddy and... It returned 700 each with all my mates watching at home. So that was great. The bad was a couple of months ago, I had shot of Irish and de- so I had shot of Irish going for 17K and defibrillate going for 40K. Uh, Talia Hope sat up on shot of Irish with a five length advantage. It came again and should have won. So thanks for that. The ugly is when we put a quaddy on Melbourne Cup Day and it won and my mate's dad yelled out, that quaddy is going to pay a million dollars, boys. We are all rich. <laughs> he meant it. We lost money on the quaddy. Oh, so no. math wasn't his strong point. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, mate, let's hop straight into the honorable mentions. The first one I got here is from Matt Bailey. 
and he's got his salts tipping he's exceptional a month ago, which tipped on the show at 35 bucks. He goes, he took it aggressively in the quad dog and got 100% that day. 19k slid into his account. He's called Salts a racing god here. I don't know about that. But... Yeah, not not on the last week, but that's the day that shot of Irish missed viral one. So he obviously had viral. So I yeah, went skinny okay. too, spewing. Well, I got Max Dyson here, and no, you'd think based on the name that this would suck and have lots of suction, <laughs> but it doesn't. So Max Dyson, part of a syndicate, went field one out, field one out, collected 10k for $30 and they used the cash to buy a share in a little old horse called Eduardo. So congratulations, you don't need $100. Yeah, that's unreal. (laughs) Why didn't they buy into like one called Magnus Bellagio? (laughs) Hey, honorable second at Geelong. Hey, how many many class ones at Geelong has Eduardo run second in? So, what can you say that? Hey, uh, Mickey Z35, he went to Heat Nightclub. And this is a bit this is a bit somber. This his mate was coward punched and had his jaw broken. Um, but wasn't too bad. And uh, the boys had to work at Sandown the next day on no sleep. So they put fifty bucks each in for a quaddy and anything that won went to their mate in hospital, turned up to the hospital with fifteen K in their pockets and lifted his spirits. Now, Mickey, that's pretty good, but I would have thought five hundred bucks would have done the job, and the boys would have pocketed fourteen. Yeah. Well, I hope, but, he's, hope he's recovered. Yeah. But um, what's a hospital? <laughs> a hospital. Hospital. There's an ER in there. Winner. I got the winner, mate. As a Maynard, the two thousand and twelve Adelaide Cup. He had three mates over. All bar one of them put fifty dollars in each. Picked one each in the fave. Got the chockies, all double figures. They got 33% of a $67,000 quaddy. Fair to say the bloke that didn't want to go in was not happy. It paid for his Hawaiian honeymoon. <laughs> I remember once we, my group of mates, we used to live for boom time. Whenever he showed up, we used to back him like just blindly. And one day we every we were at Phillip Island on this big piss up. There was like 20 of us, 19 of us backed boom time. And my one mate didn't and the celebrations and everyone just absolutely sprayed beer in his face. It was good. So good. Well done. As a Maynard, uh, you're going to get a $100 booze bud voucher. The other honorable mentions will send you some Jason Stubby holders. And as a, you just get it purely because we just can't, I just can't cop old short arms, long pockets in amongst your mates. Like it's yeah. 50 bucks. Get in the quaddy. Come on, man. That's, that's a lesson for all right there. Hey, we're going to move into the salt and supper just after this uh, short announcement. Do you take time out of your day to formulate the perfect quaddy? Yeah. Are you sick of going out in the first leg every time? Oh, I bloody hate it. Then quad dodge could be for you. Oh, right. Prior to the first leg, spray a generous amount of quad dodge directly into your retinas and you'll be unable to place a quaddy anywhere in Australia. Oh, it fucking stings. Another satisfied customer. Quad Dodge, saving quaddies since 2021. Brought to you by Two Units Podcast, Melbourne. All right, it's time now to get into the Sultan's Supper. This is an opportunity each week where we get to invite people along and celebrate great performances from the last seven days. And just the uh, one invite from me this week, Salts, you're uh, not 
actually inviting anyone this week to a supper in in your name. But uh, I'm going to invite along the training duo of Kieran Maher and David Eusis. Now, the training performance for Grand Promenade has been absolutely outstanding. So kept rock hard fit from a winter campaign and absolutely put paid to them in the Bart Cummings on the weekend. Uh, I know it was well and truly in the market salts, but I just did not respect the winter form at all. I think I messaged you at the time saying if Grand Promenade wins here, I'll give it up. Yeah. No, I didn't really say that, but it was something along those lines. <laughs> um, so I certainly won't uh, write off one of their runners again. And, uh, mate, this preparation is eerily similar to Persan who they won the race with last year and went on to run fourth in the Melbourne Cup. So on that form line alone, uh, look out. I'm expecting things from Grand Promenade as we get a bit deeper into spring, Saltsy. Yeah, it was a great effort. And like you mentioned, mate, I'm not bringing anyone to the supper because after the week I've had, mate, I actually can't afford to cook for anyone. So <laughs> I'm just dinner for one. Yeah, I love it. Hey, um. On the back of the week you've had, which has been frustrating, we're going to move yep. into pack your nags now, which is an opportunity where we get to send things pack and salts. And uh, the pack your nags segment is pretty full for you this week. Mm. I'm going to hand it over to you to kick it off. Okay, so number one of three, bird shit gate <laughs> times three. So in my life before, I've been shit on by a bird once prior to last Friday. <laughs> Last Friday, I'm walking up to get a coffee. I get shit on by a bird. Fresh shirt. It was in the morning, just out of the shower. Thought, okay, well, that's not great. The Saturday morning, I'm walking up to a different shop, mind you, to get, an, to get a coffee. I get shit on by a bird again. I messaged the group. I said, what's going on here? Is this bad luck or good luck? Some bloke said good luck, and then I had 19 seconds in a row, so it was probably bad luck. <laughs> took Sunday off, went to get a coffee Monday and got shit on by a bird for the third time in four days. So <laughs> getting shit on from the sky, pack your nags. Oh, mate. It might be a sign telling you to give up the soy lattes because that's <laughs> that's the only common denominator. But, mate, I'm, I've got birds. So funny thing with birds just off the – just going – off script here is magpies. There's one down the road from me and it remembers who I am every spring when I'm riding my bike and it actually despises me. It swoops me. It's scary. I actually had to change route for a while. Mm. I've been trying to give it like my lunch money and it's like trying to <laughs> flush my head in the toilet and everything. It's absolutely bullying me. But yeah, birds can get sent packing this week. Mate, what else you got? Magpies are terrifying. I did a bike ride once, um, just a short one, just the three peaks loop solo, 256Ks, 4,000 metres vertical. The highest <laughs> my heart rate got for the entire 10 hours was getting chased by a magpie on, in the valley on the way to Mount Hotham. Absolutely <laughs> petrifying. Two Ks. It didn't give up. I got one here. I'm packing the nags crying. It's no good. <laughs> I hate crying. I've cried just four human. times. This, oh, yeah. Humans crying yeah. in general. No, no, me. Oh, you. I, yeah. okay. So I've cried four times this year. My dog passed earlier in the year. He's a beautiful boy. Leon, the other three times was Juan Diva handing up at Gosford, uh, Just Folk getting nailed in the last at Flemington on the weekend after a oh, bad day, and then Juan Diva leading at Rose Hill and winning. So that's the four times I've cried this year, so crying can get stuffed. <laughs> the other, the last thing, 
prize money pissing contests between New South Wales and Victoria. Like the Hill Stakes on the weekend was a Group Two, and I think it was worth more than the Group Ones, just because there was another two thousand meter Group One in in Victoria on the same day. The Turnbull. What about the little guy? I'm lining up here with no evidence either, by the way, which is the best way to come off the long run. This, this is what our podcast does. It's all about it. <laughs> more money to maidens, more money to benchmark races, more money to strappers and stable hands. Do you know what you get if you strap a winner of one of these big prize money races, like a group one race? Tell me. Most cases, you get nothing. You ride them every morning for their entire prep. You strap them on the day. If you're mm-hmm. lucky, you get slung a $100 bill, a Kermit on the side. Like, come on. That's Talk expensive. about the, raising the prize money for the Coolmore. You win that and you, and you bloody shoot your shot for 88 grand. <laughs> Fair income. Yeah, it's a good dart, that. Thanks, mate. <laughs> no worries. She's All right. Gonna... I do like it when you get a little bit emotional. <laughs> You've gone yeah, it's out of character. crying and prize money. You've covered everything this week. It's yep. outstanding. And uh, that rounds out the pack your nags for this week, Salts, But which means it's time to move into our racing analysis. And geez, do we have some good cards to cover this week. And uh, we'll be back after this short break. Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best not available WA races. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, listeners. It's time for Salt's Specs, proudly brought to you by our great mates there at Top Sport. Today, we've got specs across five states. We're going to head to Caulfield, Randwick, Morfittville, Eagle Farm. We're even going to go as far west as Ascot, which is a pretty cool card over there. We're going to kick things off at the Heath Salts. What's the track looking like this weekend and the weather in Melbourne? Yeah, should might get a mil or so on the day, but should be a good four. Should play fair. Mate, I'm going straight to race two here, the the listed weekend hustler over 1,400 metres. You know, growing up when I was like 20, I used to go party at this girl's house. She had this mansion. She always used mm. to host parties. And one day her parents came home with this trophy and they were drinking champagne out of it because they owned weekend hustler. And I had no <laughs> idea at the time that they just owned like an absolute superstar. I was like, what are these dickheads on about? <laughs> Anyways, so I'm... I come- I, co- I come home. Uh, I come home after a class one at Geelong and drink goon bag out of a plastic <laughs> <laughs> pour into a plastic cup. Hey, I'm going with a Tassie here, a Tassie horse, and um, you're not. So you know that's yeah. treason. But I, I don't mind Newhart. You can draw a line through several of these fresh as they they clashed last start at Sandown. Newhart was actually quite keen race really fresh so i think fitter of course but second up and 1400 meters suit gets a gun trail buffalo river only knows one way and that's fast so it's going to get speed to suit and like i know she wasn't at her best but last prep he put a hole in mystic journey he beat her by three and a half lengths he was eased down from the hundred so um yeah he's a good court he's a good horse and he's capable on his day he's got a good winning record who do you like good jobs yeah yeah, you're probably right uh, with 
Tassie, Peter Gutwin, the Premier there, might tear up my papers for going against the uh, Tassie horse here, Salts. But I'm really keen on Buffalo River around that $3.70 quote. Like, presents here second up. Race really keen in the Group 1, uh, Sir Rupert Clark, and led them up as usual. That race had Maloney on board, and he just couldn't settle. They ran well above Group 1 average speed. He was thereabouts at the 150, then just absolutely packed it up in the last 100. Drops in class for this. Strips fitter from that first up Group 1 run. Second up record is absolute fire, mate. So five starts, two wins, three minor placings, never miss the money. But the thing that really gets me into the Buffalo River corner is the hoop change. So loses Maloney and gains Oliver. And from Buffalo River's six career wins, Oliver's ridden four of them. So got a good relationship with a horse, a senior jockey on for a horse that's a renowned psychopath. Um, hopefully he's a bit more economical in the run this weekend. And I think Buffalo River is a pretty good bet around that $3.70 quote. Yeah, his, his, his class right, his class drop worried me, but he is a bit of a doofus. So I'm oh, just hoping he overdoes it again. He, he hasn't won in a while. so. But yeah, and, uh, he's, he's the right price. And you're on Newhart Salts, whose price is, I'm just looking at that now, is $8.50 on Top Sport. So yep. Salts is with Newhart for 0.75 units. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I'm with the fave Buffalo River. Hey, let's head to race four, which is the Group Three Thoroughbred Club Stakes for the three year old Phillies over the 1200. You got something here? Yep. So Shakira sings Hips Don't Lie and She Honka sings clock don't lie because <laughs> this filly is out of a Wyong maiden, but fair income ran serious overall time on the day. She was throttled down from the 150. Her ears were pricked and the jockey just took hold. The three-year-old filly crop this season is very weak. I think she can stamp herself as the best of the sprinting fillies. I don't care about the class rise because um, you know, she went around in some good races as a two-year-old and did okay, but she's obviously back in great order. Waterhouse bought improved second up. And if she blows up the clock again here, 34 bucks for a Coolmore is not the worst for a free rolling horse down the Flemington straight six. So, yeah, I think she's very talented and I think she might even start favourite even though she's out of a Wyong maiden. Good horse. And that's Shahonka at $4.40. And you're spot on, Salts, with the clock don't lie. You only have to look as far as Kalos last week going from a Hawkesbury maiden and just putting paid to them down the straight there at Flemington. Spot on, mate. Thanks for coming, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's move on to race five, which is the Group 2 Scalacci Stakes over the 1100. And one of our old mates from the the dirt raises its head here again. Yeah, the, the Goodwood winner. Savatu XL. Now, he's only lost once from five first up attempts. To be fair, four of them were around Ayers Rock. So <laughs> I don't really count. But he was trained as a sprinter last prep for the first time in his career. He'd usually been trained as a mile or 2,000 meter horse. And, and it resulted in a high quality Group 1 win. He showed it was no fluke. He went to Queensland over 1,300 meters at Group 1 level. He got used up very early and did a lot of work. And Found to be short striding by the vet after, and he still ran his heart out. He's a very gutsy boy, and I I actually don't think it's either him or I backed Pippi in the lead-up to the Oakley Plate. Between yeah, him right. and Pippi in their trials in the lead-up to the Oakley Plate, I don't think I've ever seen a horse quicker into stride than what he was at his most recent jump out. 
you'd expect a group one winner to jump out in the fastest time in the morning at Ararat. But mm. like the way he left the gates, the way he traveled, this is a good horse. He's been aimed at the Manicato. I think he can win that too, 1,200 Mooney Valley. Gates a little sticky, some speed underneath. But if he leads or sits outside the leader, he's hard to get past because what he does is he put races to sleep from the four to the 200. And that type of horse that can quicken off a good tempo from the four to the two can afford to run a three-length inferior last 200 to the back markers because they've put the race to bed. So for a horse like September Run, someone like Savitou XL actually might make it a bit difficult. And you know what? Oh, look, I think the jury's out on her away from Flemington. She's, I was going to ask. She's bit, I, was, yeah. I was going to ask you about September Run. Like they just caught, they're dodging Flemington. Like, like I was excited to see her get away from Mooney Valley, but I don't think Caulfield's the answer either. Like it's just a straight track. Bully. Yeah, I thought like saying it a thousand last start was against, but you know she was okay once she balanced up, but. Mate, I couldn't back her as favourite. This thing's won a Group 1 open age. She hasn't won since she was three. Fair dart. That's Savitou XL Salt's tip there at $6 on Top Sport. Um, let's move into Race 7 Salts, which is the Group 3 Northwood Plume Stakes over 1,200. And I've got one here in on with the very smart Godolphin mare in Taylor. Tailleur. I'm going to go with There's an L in there, dude. I'm going to... Nah, it's a soft L. It's French. Um, I think she's been a bit of a victim of circumstances prep, and um, there's a fair bit of merit in both of her runs. Um, So struck a fast race first up at Randwick, where she was in behind the speed. They stormed wide over the top. I think Fatuse won that race. Then last start in the Scirocco at Kembla, she drew wide with Karen. I roll again hmm. um, and was last on the turn in the middle part of the track and somehow finished on the paint. Um, and that was taken out by on Trivier that race. So I, yeah, it's drawn really well here. Oliver on has had a really nice lead up trial since that run at Kembler. And I think she's a terrific bet at five bucks in race seven. So I'm with Tayer with a soft L at five bucks in race seven. Oh, yeah, I haven't had a look at the race, but Footy found the Godolphin nag down the straight last week, so follow him in. Yeah, I'm a Godolphin specialist at the moment. Yeah. They're, they're not easy to find. She's that graphene. When, when, when Cummings and Allett and Zara are on fire, you, you don't <laughs> make a loser. Yeah, I know. My ROI is 700%. <laughs> uh, mate, we're going to take a look at the Race 8 Group 1 Caulfield Guineas for the three-year-olds over the mile. And... I'm going to preview this race. Prior to full fields being released, I thought this would be a poor betting race. Um, but since seeing the barrier draws, I'm actually pretty keen to get involved uh, with some value. So I think the Golden Rose form looks to be the best reference for this race. And the market certainly agrees with that. Animo and Artorias are the only two runners in single digits. On face value alone as well, I think these two horses are the best horses in the race. But the knock has to be the draws. Animo's drawn 15, which is a tough task there at Caulfield, and Artorias has drawn two, which is not going to suit that get back, savage the line style that we saw last start in the Golden Rose. So I'm willing to play one bit of odds here at the old one by three play salts, and I'm two from two on the one by three plays last week, so I'm I'm feeling, I'm heating up. It's about time it wasn't me being being (laughs) a big editor banker, so fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, but mate, I'm like a tiger of Malay, so $13 and $3.80 the place is a one by three play. 
There's drawn the paint here, looks to get a lovely economical map just in behind the speed. Gets Williams on board, who has had success with him in Queensland in the group two size. And I think he's going to be in the finish and is a great one by three play at the price. I don't think, I'm sort of going against contradicting myself to some degree because I'm always back the best horse in the race and you can't go wrong more often than not. I don't think Tiger and Malay is the best horse in the race, but I certainly think Tiger and Malay maps the best here and and uh, that's going to get him in the finish. So I'm happy to play a one by three there at 13 and 380, Salty. Yeah, mate, I've been all over Animo in terms of being the best three-year-old outside of 1,400 and, and upwards. I think out of all of these, I think he's the only one that can actually measure up in a Cox plate if he goes mm. well here and then goes there, obviously, with a lightweight at weight for age. I'm just going to watch the market with him. I think, I reckon $3.50 is the magic number for me. If, mm-hmm. if he can get to three fifty late on the exchange, I'll back him. Um, will, you, will you watch to see what the track's playing as well? Oh, yeah, that, oh, 100%. Like, I, I expect any... it to be fair enough. But, yeah, um, yeah. If there's, if there's an on-pace bias and you obviously don't bet him, you probably start five. But, yeah, if, if, all, if all's equal with the track and he gets to 350, I, you know, maybe Ollie rides him like the best horse. But like you mentioned, that mile start's not easy because if you get caught wide, then you're going up the hill. Mm. But, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. But, yeah, I, I like your reasoning. All right, mate. Let's move on to race nine, which is the uh, second of the group ones at the Heath on the day, which is the group one Turak handicap over the mile. you got a couple of little value plays here, mate. I do, mate. No, look, I think I'm Thunderstruck is is a quality animal and and really he, he rates clear. If he gets a nice run and even luck, he'll put a hole in him. But that's that's the query. His last six runs, he's either been slowly away or awkwardly into stride. And I'm just backing others at odds, hoping that he finds traffic from from what I think will be at the very best, three pairs back the rail. So I like second slip and I like Luna Fox. All right. So I think second slip can measure up in on the minimum and on speed. Um, kick, kick, kick. Yes, eyewitness, bang. So I think second slip can measure up minimum Linda Meach on speed. I was against him first go at 1,600 metres last night in the Balakava Cup. He was brave. He worked very hard early from a wide gate. What's not in the form guide is that he threw the rider in the yard. He, he threw the toe rag into the bloody toe rags. <laughs> not, not our toe rag. Mate, I couldn't believe he wasn't scr- he wasn't scratched. He did about eight laps before being caught. He got vetted and cleared. He, he ran two races. <laughs> I'd almost back him in the Melbourne Cup off doing two two by sixteen hundred. So he's had a jump out between runs, and yeah, if Iron Thunderstruck's held up, he's the one pinching it between the four and the two. There's another one here, mate. One that I blew up when it won the Australian Guineas. I was on track. I, I, blew I was up. with you. Yeah, I, I, I fully cracked. It. I said no. Like it was it tag- was a genuine tantrum. Yeah, it was three hundred dollars SP. Like, not even Betfair. Luna, <laughs> Luna Fox. I think, again, I think the market's disrespecting this blinkers going on. He was okay last start against the elephant. <laughs> but 
he didn't have the blinkers on. He gets two kilos off the elephant now, and the blinkers come on for him stepping to 1,600 metres. He actually ran an okay figure last start. It's a gear change that improved him by, like if I'm conservative, 200 lengths to win the Group 1 Australian Guineas. Not only that, he had the pattern on side, but he franked at his next start. He ran fourth at weight for age in an all-star mile. Yeah. He was fifth here in a Group 1 Caulfield Guineas as a three-year-old. I don't think he's as shitful as the market says he is. Like, you know, obviously he won his one Group 1 at 301, so that's got to factor in big time to his price here. But, yeah, the blink is going on. Like, I'm happy to gamble considering how big a price he is. So I'll have 0.75 units on second slip and the Brett Preble-ridden Luna Fox with the blinkers going on. I'll have 0.4 units and try and make them pay. Yeah, and you're getting 51 bucks around that quote now for Luna Fox. Or, yep. Yeah, your shop. Uh, and you're also getting, what, 16 bucks for second slip. Mate, I used to field at second slip when I played grade cricket too. And it was the only place they could put me that would hide my custard arm because I just <laughs> couldn't I couldn't throw from outside the, the circle. It was just no good. Do you so. want to know our, our field plan when I played cricket? They used to stack the offside and bowl offside strong, and they used to leave me at mid-wicket by myself because everything was either caught or a single. I <laughs> was that <Seriously>? explosive. <laughs> hey, you've got a yeah. good futures bet in this race, don't you? I do, yeah. So I've backed Cherry Tortoni in the group one oh, yeah, for our yeah. handicap. So if anyone here's offering <laughs> cash out, um, just hit me up. How and, good uh, is it that they leave it in your bets. pending? Yeah, they leave it in your pending bets just to tell you how much of a loser you are. I still got yeah. generation in my pending bets for the Coolmore, and he needs to start tomorrow. <laughs> Get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> hey, let's head to race ten on the card, which is the Group Two Herbert Power Stakes over the twenty four hundred. Win and you're into the Caulfield Cup. Pretty keen on something here, mate. Yeah, I like floating artists. Now, the stable actually aren't sure if they go to the Herbert Power or the Coonji. The Coonji means he has to back up three days if he wins into the Caulfield Cup, but he goes 18 to 2,000. If he runs this week, he's 18 to 2,400, but he gets a week off. I cannot, under any circumstances, tell Maran Yusus what to do with a horse and what's best for a horse. (laughs) Under any circumstances, regardless of it being 2,000 plus, but if I was in charge, I'd rather the week off. And I don't think 18 to 2,400 is a big step for him, given he's won at 2,400. And he's also had, what, three runs this prep. So I think he's got good grounding. I think he eats 2,400. He was cuddled up last start and still ran a high running last 200-meter split. Plenty more in the tank. Could have won by six lengths. Good horse, mate. And I think he'll win this if he's here. Yeah. 1.25. 1.25 units at $2.80 on Top Sport. Hey, and good luck to our man, the Ford Star. He's been like our number one fan of this show since we started Salts, and he's got a share in uh, Floating Artist, I believe, too. So good luck, Yeah, good Ford luck, Forty. It's the first time I've backed it and, and watch. If it loses, he will absolutely yeah. blame yeah. me, and fair enough. Yeah, you'll moss it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's head to the City of Churches, mate. Morfittville, course proper. What are we looking like there on... Saturday. Good four. Good four. Fair track, mate. Yeah, cool. Let's head straight into race one then, mate, which is a benchmark 68 for the three-year-olds over the 1,100. Yeah, there's one here I think is actually uh, over the odds. That's Brother's Shadow. He's four bucks sixty, and he's formed from last preps very good. Karakasu form times in uh, ties in Phil and I's, and he's won all with Karakasu, who's a smart horse. 
He looks to have come back really well based off a really strong chase in his recent jump out. The, the Phil and I's will lead. He sits outside Phil and I's, who were with last side. It got pressured and, and ran well, but I think any forecast natural improvement off the sprawl, off the spell, then he wins. And look, like I said, Phil and I's good last start. He, I think he might have just been a bit visually flattered considering the one that sat uh, her, sorry, the, got to get the pronouns right. The one that sat outside her was $71. And he's actually still hasn't finished yet. So it sort of looks a lot better that that kicked on and that other thing completely died in the arse. So a bit of a query on 1100 if this, if uh, Brother Shadow's outside it saying, what do you got? What do you got, girl? Mm, I like it. Phil and Eyes is a real parks specialist, I reckon. Brother's Very Shadow, cool. um, $4.60 there on Top Sport, Brother's Shadow, yep. uh, in race one at Morfittville. Hey, let's head to race seven now. Just the two tips at Morfittville this weekend. Uh, benchmark 82 over the same distance of 1,100 metres. Yeah, uh, Stokes and Ag here taken off. I'll have 0.75 units on at the eights. Looks good value. Was ridden a shade warm at 1,000 metres fresh and, and did lack a bit of a finish. Still ran well enough. Kayla Crowther goes back on. She's got an excellent record on top of him. He needs to be ridden a particular way. He needs to be ridden not not super cold, not last, but just semi-cold off midfield to the 600. And he's quite good at weaving his way through and punching gaps. So he gets a lovely gate in five to do so. The speed's on at 1,100 metres, which is tailor-made for him. And I think he goes wild at price. The favourites rock the ring. And I had rock the ring on side last start off run space to 1,200 metres. But that was a sit sprint like a very slow sit sprint over 1,200 metres. And he, and the, the horse he beat there that came second, Echo Boomer, came second since. It's a bloody human second, dickhead. Anyway, <laughs> but like that's a that's a different world set up to a fast run at 1,100 metres. So I think that horse is too short. Happy to back taking off. Yeah, that's taken off. I'll batter up on that too. I think I tipped it on the show. Yeah, you did, yeah. Hey, Salts, this this should actually be called the Salts Tips Benchmark 82. Listen to this. You've got Sav's, <laughs> you've got Sav's finale taken off Midnight Storm, Rock the Ring, and Tommy Blue in this race. <laughs> you're fair to can tip them all in the last month on this that's show. That's the absolute Salts, salts Tips 82. What about yeah. last week where they did where they had like the absolute Morfittville 1,600 oh, metres. Oh Who was it? Oh, I can't oh, remember. Man. I sent it through to you and I was like, this is just the most washed up Adelaide There's race. There's never been it? an Adelaide race more Adelaide than that. It was just Neither, every miler. Not a single runner had spelled for nine years. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, let's, all right. Put, let's put Morfittville behind us. Hey, let's head up to up to your uh, stomping ground, Salts, which is Ran- Royal Randwick. Uh, what can we expect there? Pretty uh, pretty fat card there, I think, as well. Uh, what's the weather doing? What's the track going to look like? Weather's beautiful, mate. Wind, nothing. Good four, maybe an upgrade to a three. And usually the six-meter rail is quite fair, so I reckon just tempo is the key. So knowing Sydney, it's going to be a heavy 10 and the wind's going to be up. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Definitely no. a rerun, that gag. <laughs> we're, play- we're playing on a good four. All right, let's head to race four, which is the group two Stan Fox over the 1500. Yeah, Coach Watch. <laughs> Coach Watch. Coast Watch. There he is. We'll win this. Uh, we had the run in the Golden Rose, but clearly that's the best form coming into this. 
He was four weeks between runs for that. He held challenges through the line. And look, Chris Wallace talking about him being their Doncaster and Guinea's horse next year. So he just keeps improving every single time he steps out. He's got a very soft map. McDonald gets back on and, yeah, I think he'll win. He's the best bet in uh, at Ramwick this weekend. Yeah, that's two bucks. Coast watch, short and sharp. I like that. Uh, let's head to race five, which is the Group Two Roman Consul Stakes over the six furlongs. Yeah, going to back a couple here evenly. Sort of State and Glen Eagles. Sort of State sat three and four wide, no cover last start, and paid the penalty at set weights and penalties, carrying the full sixty. He was five weeks trial to track, and he was also wide without cover on a day where it was a semi advantage to be inside. Much more suitable uh, assignment today at, at the set weights. He's fitter, 1,200 metres his pet trip, where he's produced his best ratings over in New Zealand and maps for a much, much softer time of it from a good gate. So I think he can win. I also think Glenn Eagles can win. He was excellent in the one, in the one, to the walls, <laughs> in the run to the <laughs> rose last start. That, that's clearly elite form for this and, and ties in others here through some others. Strong late splits from too far back. I think he gets a nice trail off the speed here. Lovely trial between runs. And, yeah, I, I think either of those can win. Pulele's good horse. Uh, King of Sparta, good horse. Pulele has its measure. But I think Pulele is a little tight here. And I, I reckon one of the other two can, can win at a better price. Yeah, awesome. So you're going to play... Uh, a unit on each sort of state and Glen Eagles, and they're both around that $6 quote. So. Correct. Excellent. Uh, let's move on to race six, which is the group three Bentley Anks uh, for the mares over the mile. Yeah, having another two bets here, but I will uh, back Kiku for a better result and Mirror Vision for a bit of a smaller result. Kiku was shuffled back key stage first up. Held up for a long way, only clear at the 150, really lengthened once once out. And the run had merit, excellent second up record. And I think she can be a little closer from the low draw in a race that lacks speed. The horse here that has the key to the race is in good health. Resuming for a new stable at Newcastle last start. Was slowly away and then over-raced. Usually can lead, but sometimes it can take off. And sometimes horses can take off on Rachel King. So if in good health takes off, and runs at a good clip, it'll bring a horse like Kiku into the race. If she doesn't, then Mirror Vision can just sit outside the lead or in the 1-1, one, one, and she's yet to get 1,600, but she's a superbly put-together animal. I think she handles all surfaces, and she sat outside leader last start at Newcastle off a moderate tempo, but the way that the winner, Madam Legend, got away from her and then uh, Mirror Vision came back through the line, I think that she can get 1,600 and I'm, I'm happy to make her just a smaller result. Not not a saver, like, you know, one on Kiku and, and 0.75 on Mirror Vision. Excellent. So you're looking at $4.80 at the moment, five bucks for each of them. Yeah. So yeah. both pretty similar in the market. All right. It's time to move to race seven there at Randwick and it's the, the Silver Eagle for the four-year-olds over the 1,300. It's a very open race, mate, and there's several here that I reckon are disadvantaged coming back in trip. Think Vangelic, uh, Ellsberg. I think they're more suitable either staying at 14 or going up in trip. The the best setup horse here is Count the Rupee. No public work 
prior to his fresh run, it was interesting that prior to him starting in that fresh race, his stable had said, oh, you know, he's had no work and, you know, he's only had one trial. He usually has two. Not sure how he's going to go. He won dominantly. Stable came out and said, yeah, we just expected him to just win first up. So (laughs) anyway, mate, he, he ran overall time, but not only did he run overall time, it was also an outstanding last 600 meters and it was soft. If you watch the replay here, when he changed legs, it was so explosive. He changed from lead right leg to lead left leg and he looked like Fabagino. He just stomped the turf. <laughs> Four yeah, weeks good. off for, for a horse that flies fresh and a fast track, 1,300 meters are all in his, in his favor and an excellent draw to just posse up in behind the speed and, and let rip and, yeah, he's $6.50, like, equal favourite because it's a very open race. Like, down the page, I couldn't give you an order of, of what to tip, but I reckon he does set up well. And you've got the uh, in-form Reggie Bayless on board after just snaring two group ones. Yeah, he gave me donuts well. for a long time, but, you know, when yeah. the confidence is up, you know that confidence is, you know, you know, it's a mo- it, yeah, it's it, a momentum game, Salts. Yeah, like confidence and up. You know, sometimes if you don't have the confidence, it, it doesn't get up, and sometimes if you do, it does. <laughs> I love it. Hey, uh, let's head into race eight, which is the Group One up there, the Group One Spring Champion Stakes for the three-year-olds. Some pretty nice athletes going around in this one, Salts. Uh, what do you got on top? Yeah. Profondo wins the gloaming if you run straight and, and you've got to think that both he as a horse and the jockey take plenty from that experience. He was going 14 to 1800 meters at just his second start ever. And the winner was hard fit. So if he gets in the one, one here, what I reckon Robbie Dolan can do is just, just not get him to the front too early. Just let him travel and produce him at the 200 and he can win. The best roughy here is the Queensland Philly Baloo. She's hard fit and ready to go for her first go at uh, 2,000 metres. She won the Toowoomba Guineas last start. The blinkers came off. Overall time was faster than the Class 6 on the same day, and she produced the fastest last 6 and 200 metres of the meet. And this was a Metro Saturday meet. There was a feature 1,200-metre sprint there. So she maps for the run of the race, and... Look, this is a very open group one. There's no bloody Shadow Hero or Castle Vecchio here. That like it's there's limited exposure. So, you know, she's twenty six bucks. I can have something on her and, and something on Profondo. Get a result. Yep. Yep. So Profondo at three fifty and the Stewie Kendrick trained Blue at twenty threes. And you know what they say, Stewie Kendrick does not go to Sydney for the opera house. So oh, he does. Uh, I like I like that shopping. Only uh, that- likes death metal. So. <laughs> That rounds out our Sydney specs for the week salts. We've still got two more states to cover and we're going to head to Eagle Farm now and I might give your tonsils just a little bit of a rest here and uh, I'm going to kick things off in race four, which is a three-year-old handicap over the thousand and I like one here called Fetch. So one start, one win for the O'Day and Hoisted trained filly. Mate, made a mess of them at Grafton back in April after doing a fair bit wrong. She genuinely looked more drunk than our punters club at 4 p.m. on stakes day when she was trying (laughs) to straighten up. She was zigzagging down the straight, but she managed to let down. Looks to have a genuine motor. Sectionals were very good. Three lead-up trials for this race, two of them solid. 
so should be ready and forward enough for this. So I'm pretty keen um, on fetch at three dollars eighty, and I think give something like I think the favourite in the race is giving eight kilos to fetch after the Jaden Lloyd claim. So um, lightweight should sit in behind the speed. I reckon it's a pretty good bet in race four there, mate. Eight kilos. That's it's about your head. <laughs> <laughs> My head was 24 after Kalos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, race seven, mate. Uh, you've got a tip. What race is this? This is the Nudgy College Old Boys Cup over 1,400 metres. And yeah. I'm with Apache Chase here, and, and he's got stacks of upside. What he did fresh at 1,200 metres when he copped pressure from every angle, the pressure was inside and out. He hit the front at the top of the bend after copying that pressure. It was as gutsy as it gets. He's a track trip specialist. He beat Ayrton here. Emerald Kingdom, the danger, is also a track trip specialist. But I think Apache Chase sort of strikes me as the horse that can sustain a stronger gallop for longer. Mm-hmm. The The return win of Emerald Kingdom was really good, but it sort of got it soft up top and and really if Scolopendi ran straight it nails it so I reckon this thing just goes to the front and just doesn't look back awesome and you're getting $2.20 about Apache Chase in the uh, time honoured Nudgy College Old Boys Cup at race 7 at Eagle Farm (laughs) Uh, mate we're going to head to Ascot now which is uh, just the one tip there and I've uh, I've got a one tip in the spec segment I've got one at in race 10. It's a benchmark 66 over the 1200. It's 8.35 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So if you look at Buffalo River, which is at about 12.40 p.m., <laughs> she's a she's a big day. <laughs> and uh, there's one I really like here called Secret Plan at three bucks. And this is a horse on the up from the Grant Nalana Williams team over there. Last start in July, ran a stormer of a last 400 and blew the field away. Mate, there's been five subsequent winners come from that race, which is some real sort of footy frankage type stuff there. <laughs> footy franks, footy uh, franks. <laughs> beauty of a lead-up trial at Lark Hill two weeks ago. Can't believe I was sitting there looking at Lark Hill trials today, but I was. Uh, Pike Sticks uh, looks forward enough to beat these uh, first up, so I'm very keen on Secret Planet 3 bucks in uh, the last at Ascot at 8.35 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Yes, mate. That horse is in my black book. I, too, watched that trial just only an hour or so ago. I haven't looked through that card yet. I haven't had enough time. I'm, you know, I'm a bit in demand lately. But um, you, don't have, you don't have to look at race 10 now, mate, because I got yeah, you. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> I, I think that horse might likely win, and I might likely bet it. Outstanding. Hey, that rounds out the specs for this week. Hopefully a few winners in there for our loyal listeners. It's time now to move into two units, which are our best bets from around Australia. Before we do get into our two units this week, Salts, I just want to uh, make sure that if our listeners are really enjoying the podcast as much as we enjoy recording it on a Thursday, can we please encourage you to hit subscribe on Apple or give us a follow on Spotify? Tell seven of your best friends, maybe even your parents to listen. Just give us yeah. a listen. Just get our analytics up. Yeah, get them up, <laughs> mate. Send send a link. Send a link of us to your WhatsApp group. Just leave a five star review. Give us something. Give us for something. Christ the reviews have gone dry. Yeah, they have. Give us um, something. <laughs> just, <laughs> all right. Time to move into the best bets. 
mate, I'll kick it off as I always do. And you know how I just went to Ascot and the Specs? Well, I'm going back there for my two units. This guy's the and- absolute human nullable. <laughs> I'm the human pikey. I'm going to race nine Ascot, which is a three-year-old classic over the thousand. Mate, there's one here that's been in my black book, and it's Arcadia Grace. Intelligent filly alert. <laughs> I I have been waiting for the return of this girl since her dominant win at Northern. So oh, I remember watching it. Uh, she's on debut, and she found so much trouble. She was held up for a run, like, fallen into a lap and she somehow punched a gap and then in three strides it was put a hole in them she looks like she's going to be winning bigger and better races than this uh i suggest to our listeners go and have a look at a last start if you're keen to get involved because by 8 p.m on a saturday night pikey tax is going to be in full force and she's going to be a short price favorite she opened up at three dollars seventy uh, she's into $3.20 at time of recording. I reckon she's going to start much shorter than that. So Arcadia Grace at 3 bucks twenty at the moment. Ascot Race 9 is my best bet around Australia on Saturday. Lovely, mate. Grace's secret. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully hopefully it's not the Arcadia curse and I don't, we don't retire another Arcadia yeah. here on the podcast. All right, mate. My, my best bet this weekend, Morfordville Race 3. It's a benchmark 68 over the 1,200 metres and I like the billionaire here. Going to back him for one and a half units. I thought the return was very good. He was a conservative 200 wide without cover at Mornington. He actually took a deep a, a dip in in the bay. He was out wide. So <laughs> the horse that wins a smart speed sir, from um, the gummy the gummy shark saddler's yard that that's got a big boom on it. And I thought it was an excellent effort to keep coming, considering the running out of transit. Old stubby holder leads on him today, and he's going to prove very, very difficult to peg back over the uh, six furlongs. So the billionaire giddy up. Excellent. And the billionaire's at $2.40. And I've worked out that if I have 500 million units on the <laughs> billionaire, I will also be a billionaire. <laughs> That's just some quick math there. So That's good. That is yeah, good. It's, yep. it's not bad. Well, that's my plan. Well, 1.5 yeah. units for me, that's like... <laughs> No, that's two fifty million actually. Oh, okay. so, so yeah, you're just, just shy. You're yeah, just shy. Just shy. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. But if the specs come off like we think they will, then you will be a billionaire by the end of the day. That's true. Yeah, it's a forecast. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a bunch of idiots! All right, that rounds out the two unit segment, which means that rounds out our show for what are we season two episode a hundred? I don't know. We're we're flying through now, so they're rolling yep. in. So hey, all the best. If you're having a punt on the weekend, I'm sure you are. Please make sure you gamble responsibly. And uh, as always, we look forward to getting into your eardrums next weekend. Have a great weekend. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Two Units Podcast. Before you send us packing for another week, please ensure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or hit the follow button on Spotify so you never miss a tip. While you're at it, please feel free to leave us a five-star review. And as always, please gamble responsibly.